I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth in Mission. Phil Mateer is a Bay Area institution. For 35 years, he was a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, and before that, the Examiner. For most of that time, he was half of the duo Mateer and Ross, but he's been a solo act for the last couple of years. Not too many people know more about the politics and the inside workings of San Francisco, the Bay Area, and California. Though he's keeping his TV and radio gigs, Mateer published his last Chronicle column this week, and then he joined Joe Garofoli for an exit interview on Joe's podcast, It's All Political. They sat in Joe's backyard in Oakland and talked about the things Phil has seen, what's changed over the years, and what he learned from covering Vice President Kamala Harris, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Governor Gavin Newsom, even before they got into politics. We've got an excerpt from that interview. If you want to hear the whole thing, find the podcast It's All Political, wherever you get Fifth and Mission. Here's Joe Garofoli and Phil Mateer on It's All Political, talking about Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris. Now, these were always, you know, very, both very ambitious folks. But let's let's go back. Was there anything you saw in either or both of them back then that would lead you to believe that one day there would be vice president of the United States and governor of California at this point? No. No, really? I can't. This is, no. this is a right place, right time, or what's going on? Well, it's a combination of things. I mean, you have to understand that, you know, there was this, uh, there how always been this sort of cauldron of politics and personality in San Francisco and the Bay Area, but especially in San Francisco, and and personality. So we have politics, personality, and it's always been a mixture of of uh, ingredients that could go far, but could flame out as well. And you never know. So after doing this for a few years, your initial reaction to anybody was, yeah, you could be or you couldn't be. <laughs> So it's not like I said, oh, you're the rising star, because I saw so many rising stars and I just saw them like crash into a wall, because that's also uh, part of Bay Area politics, because, and both of these candidates uh, possibly did. But, you know, let, let, let's, let's talk about what the, what, what the situation and the scene was back then. Uh, you know, San Francisco was a, a, a nexus of city hall politics and national politics, and also a tremendous amount of money and glamour and glitter. I mean, this is the place that gave birth to Jerry Brown, gave birth to Willie Brown, uh, politically, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Diane uh, Feinstein. Uh, uh, the list just goes on and on. And uh, George Moscone, Harvey Milk. So it, it was this, this, this theater. And a lot of it, you know, some of it came out of activism, out of the Castro, out of the tenderloins and, and, and those areas. But other parts of it came out of Pacific Heights and Knob Hill, the mm. glitterati. And when I first met Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom, it was in a political context, but it was also as they were members of this glitterati. Mm. I first met Kamala Harris when she pulled up in a little BMW that I believe Willie Brown bought her uh, it, to Treasure Island where Stanley Gotti, who was this sort of event planner uh, uh, for the stars, was, was setting up a, a mega wedding. And she stopped by to say hello. And Stanley said, that's Willie's girlfriend, Kamala Harris. Keep your eye on her. Really? And she was this attractive uh, district assistant district attorney out of uh, Alameda County, Oakland. 
And, uh, you know, I said hi and talked a bit. And, and she was very charming and very engaging. And uh, from there, she, her ambition, her skills, her smarts, all brought together between the Knob Hill money and what she brought from her expertise to move on politically and to become something politically. Gavin was a product of the Gettys and the Burton machine. His political godfather is not Willie Brown. It was John Burton. And his heritage in politics goes back to the days of Pat Brown. And he was in with the Gettys. And so I first met him when he was uh, uh, newly appointed to the uh, Parking and Traffic Commission. <laughs> well, let's talk about Newsom, because he's, he's very likely going to face a recall as, as the, when we're recording this. In part, I mean, for a lot of reasons. But I think the one thing that kind of brought, you know, it sort of brought this to many people is, 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 it, is an unforced error, is his uh, infamous dinner at the French Laundry. And, and Newsom has a history of these kind of moves, you know, these, these kind of flubs. When he was mayor, he had an affair with a staffer, was, was married to his campaign manager. Uh, is, he had that goofy Harper's Bazaar magazine spread when he splayed out in the with car. With Kimberly Guilfoyle, who's <laughs> another person who was in the same time and the same period as Gavin and Kimberly. Right, right. Okay, so could, it, could Kimberly have taken off? Or, and, and then and, 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 uh, uh, Kimberly was taking off. She took off in a different direction. direction but I'm saying <laughs> yes. both rockets that took off. You know? She and Kamala Harris would, would had a I have said, Would I have said, then. look, if you'd have said, Phil, back then when you were sitting at the North Beach Cafe and there was Gavin, there was Kamala, and there was Kimberly, and there was Willie and this, and they said, oh, by the way, uh, Kimberly's, Kimberly's going to wind up in the White House with Donald Trump Jr., and Kamala's going to wind up at Blair House with Joe Biden, and Gavin's going to wind up in the doghouse over a pandemic that's going to strike the entire globe. Oh, sure, Joe, I would have said, yes, sounds like logic to me. <laughs> you couldn't have predicted that one. So what, but let's go back to Newsom. What, what is it about him that has these, these uh, brain fart moments, these self-inflicted you know, errors? What, what's, what is it about him? You know why, you know why people have self-inflicted errors is because it's how they play the game. You know, the, the, and also the situations. Uh, Gavin's you know, French laundry moment, as they call it, wouldn't have been a French laundry moment if the vaccine rollout and the schools opening and the economy had gone back in a progressive way and recovered. If we were deep into recovery right now, the French laundry would have been an embarrassing moment. The thing was, it's become the, the nail on which you can hang the whole picture of things that haven't worked out. It's not like Gavin's alone in this. Uh, New York is having its ups and downs about reopening. Gavin's problems are twofold. One, that California is, st is sputtering and stuttering and people are ticked off about it. Two, his, uh, that states like Texas and Florida are taking off. And they're not supposed to, okay? You know, it's not, they were the ones that were supposedly bad and Republicans. So now it's like, hey, why aren't you taking off? These are the bad ones, and they're doing better on vaccine distribution and reopening in schools and stuff. And, you, and why are we behind? Why are we last in the country? And on top of that, you have Gavin's total uh, morphing into this uh, – Audiotron, this, this this person of artificial intelligence. We've talked about this before. He is, he is. Uh, it's the way he talks, right? It's, it's, it's the, in fact, which reflects the way he thinks. Yes, I mean, foundational, fundamental. That is both foundationally and fundamentally inconceivable. That's it. No, Gavin, the word's wrong. Okay, but he he can't seem 
to say single syllable words anymore. It's got to be processes you know, and pro procedures. Processes and procedures that are both foundationally and equitably and transparent. And it's like, well, a they're not either are are those. But what are you saying? Right. So his presentation to the state of California seems to be distance. His handle on this seems to be a series of, of never-ending pronouncements that don't seem to come into fruition or or carry much weight and uh, an increasingly frustrated public. Now, when you have a French moment laundry on the laundry moment on top of that, that becomes the poster. All right, why do you think Kamala Harris has avoided those sort of self-inflicted wounds for the most part than, than uh, as opposed to Gavin? Well, she hasn't avoided the self-inflicted wounds. She's, you know, in some ways, she's gotten a pass on them. They haven't been as flagrant as Gavin's. I mean, uh, look, Gavin had self-inflicted wounds, but he also had self-inflicted, he had self-perpetuated home runs. Gavin Newsom wouldn't be Gavin Newsom if it wasn't for gay marriage, right? This is true. He called that. She didn't. She was, she was in San Francisco then. He's the one that said, we're doing this. And that was, you can call, was that, a, that was a self-inflicted what? Uh, terrific moment. And that, that catapulted him to the world. I remember there were satellite trucks for a month parked in front of San Francisco City Hall, beaming every moment out. And that was one of the most politically astute, orchestrated moves I have ever seen. Within a couple weeks of taking office, really. Wasn't it a couple months? No, no. He, he came in, uh, yeah, it was yeah, George it was Bush's, months. yeah, George yeah, Bush's months. inauguration. Yeah, a couple months of taking office. And, you know, you know he, they scored that down to, like, no sister boom boom's getting married. We, you know, they kept it as it's just like your aunts are getting married. Oh, bring in the aunts. Yeah, you know, the bring, first, bring your elderly aunts. They, your and elderly they prayed aunts for that, and, and for that's what was delivered. The gay community delivered people that wanted to get married, not people that wanted to shock the world. Right. That second thing was every time he appeared to talk about gay marriage, he had an American flag behind him. I don't know if you noticed that. They, Peter Ragone, his media person, planted an American flag with him and told him, by the way, in the first sentence, you say, as a married practicing Catholic, okay? Well, practicing, yes, okay. <laughs> okay. Loose on the practicing, yeah, loose. or as an American yes. Catholic. American Let's Catholic drop the practicing, okay? So he did, that elevated him up. And then when he had his affair, and he'd gone, and when he was splitting up with Kimberly, who goes off to be on court TV and later Fox News in the soap opera, he has a semi-breakdown, starts drinking way too much, uh, starts hanging out with, with anybody and everybody on the female side, and winds up uh, with the affair being uh, outed on uh, his campaign manager's wife, who was a staffer at City Hall. That got all the attention. Why? Because of gay marriage, right? And because of his Hollywood appearance. So the home run scored the, 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 the self-inflicted error. And, and so they go hand in hand. Kamala didn't have uh, her, her national moment until she called out uh, uh, at, the, at the confirmation hearings of Jeff Sessions, right? Right. And, and then she was uh, introduced to a the, larger audience. Uh, uh, the uh, hearings of Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court, right? That was her moment out there. So she had, you could say her relationship with Willie Brown for the years, in any other case, could have been a self-inflicted wound. But in an all-democratic state, it was glossed over, or we would report it, and the reaction was pretty... President, eh. man. Yeah. Or the Republicans down south would make a point of it, but it never gained traction. And by the time she had her defining moment, that was, oh, that's in the past. So she, she, her run for self-inflicted errors has been a lot shorter. 
That's longtime Chronicle columnist Phil Mateer talking to Joe Garofoli. There's a lot more to that interview, and you can hear it on the podcast It's All Political, which you can get wherever you get Fifth and Mission. Thanks for listening.